the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. From April the 29th to May the 4th, if you deposit on Underdog Fantasy, you'll have a chance to win $1 million in their best ball contest. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome, everybody, to episode three of the MLB Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's the first of our Sunday night podcasts. Uh, we're going to move to two a week. Uh, there's so much to keep everyone updated with. And as ever, joining me this Sunday evening, uh, Munaf Manji. Munaf, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I know it's uh, four o'clock my time, about what, 10 o'clock your time. So uh, you're getting some good baseball in here tonight, right? Uh, yeah, I've um, I made some decisions in the last 10 minutes that I haven't told you about. So I'm going to tell you about them now. I've decided mm-hmm. the Sunday evening podcast is going to be a lot more relaxed. So normally, go. in the spirit of professionalism, I go and sit at the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. But I've just decided, no, it's 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. So I'm on the sofa. Uh, I've been enjoying yeah, the baseball live tonight. There's um, there's already four teams hit double digits tonight. We've got the yeah. Cubs and the Reds are sitting at 12 all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Twins have hit the 13 runs against the Royals. Yep. The Dodgers have hit 16 against the Brewers. So a bit of a run fest um, in these ongoing games. That's an extra. It's 12 apiece in the bottom of the 10th. The yeah. Cubs and the Reds. So been, uh, you've been watching a few games, Munaf? I have, you know, we, we were talking on the Slack channel that um, in the, at least in the month of April uh, that, you know, run production was down and batting averages and strikeouts were up. Um, and I think it was like historic numbers, but I think starting on uh, Saturday, we were starting to see some more, um, some more runs being put up. And I think that carried into today. So hopefully, you know, we like watching games that have a lot of run scoring, you know, um, the general public likes runs being scored. So I think well, we can get into that in a little bit, but um, uh, I think some of the teams are starting to bounce back here a little bit. So what, why would they be low scoring? Is that a weather thing? Is that, There's a lot of games that we've snowed off. Has it been yeah. unseasonably cold? Has it been colder than usual? Yeah, I think that, you know, like you mentioned that there were, you know, a couple of games that were snowed out, you know, as we approach, obviously getting into May, June, July, kind of the summertime, it's going to heat up right all across all across the country here in the U.S. And and obviously that's better for um, that, that's better for hitting, obviously, you know, when you have warmer temperatures um, and then day baseball, like, you know, you have on 
sometimes you have Wednesday day games here in the U.S., Thursday, um, and then Saturday and Sunday. So, you know, we, we uh, that's something to keep an eye on as we kind of progress here through through the month of May and then June and July where it gets really hot here. Okay, yeah, you'll have to uh, – they're the sort of trends and things that you – you're going to have to keep me keep me up to date with. That's something that I wouldn't be yep. hugely familiar with. And I do love that in the Slack channel when the boys get talking about... Even the win today, I've watched um, the White Sox and the Indians game earlier on, mm-hmm. and it was absolutely blowing a gale um, from one direction or the other. And the announcers were mentioning um, how it would benefit the pull hitters. Uh, from the right-hand side. So that's something that I don't really... I, w- I wouldn't be aware of. In particular parks as well, I don't know if if, if a park would be notorious for mm-hmm. for being uh, affected yeah. by the wind from one side or the other. I know there's a couple of a couple of parks that have uh, short porches. The Yankees have one. Yeah. Um, and obviously you've got the monster uh, at mm-hmm. your Red Sox and stuff. So they're, yeah. they're all things that I'm um, that I'm still learning about Moon off. So that's part, yeah. of, part of your job is educating me as we go. Yeah, there's a there's a couple uh, weather report websites out there that tell you what direction the wind is going in. I'll, I'll send you that once we kind of get off a line here. But before we get started tonight, you want to recap your big big victory on the Kentucky Derby? Uh, Moon, I thought you'd never ask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was for gonna the- ask when you hit a fourteen to one uh, horse in the Kentucky Derby. I, I the Slack channel was was really happy. I know Sean and Ryan, they've, they tailed you on that pick, but uh, congrats on the, on the huge, uh, the huge, huge uh, 14 to one pick there, man. I love it. Yeah, it was, they, out of the blue, they messaged me on February the 23rd yeah. and they were doing a futures draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, if you got anything for the Kentucky Derby, so I, I did a, like a 40 minute desktop review mm-hmm. uh, and came up with that as the answer. And then last week we did the podcast and we did the, we did the article. Yeah. Um, and we said, we said on the podcast, we're going to be sitting here on Saturday night mm-hmm. asking why we never backed it because it was so obvious. Mm-hmm. It was the Bob Baffert horse and it yeah. was the horse that was hard as deals. And we're going to be kicking ourselves on Saturday night. And then it came off that turn last night and one by one, all these horses came and had a crack at it and it would not let any of them pass. Um, yeah. And for a couple of hours afterwards, um, the Slack channel and Twitter were carrying me around shoulder high. So yeah, yeah, yeah it was good. It's a good feeling. I was pleased. I was pleased for the boys who backed it. There's a few people tweeted their uh, their winning tickets and stuff. Yeah. And I think that buys me a, a, about another year of losing picks. Now I think I'm in. I'm in credit for another twelve months at least. <laughs> no, I, I I tweeted this to you that we had you hit a plus 200 dog for us last week on the Red Sox against the Grom. And then this weekend you get us a uh, 14 to one um, uh, horse on Medina spirit. So hopefully we can carry that here for the rest of the year and going into the future. But that was exciting. Congrats on that win, man. That was, that was, that was really, really, really exciting for, for I'm sure for you and, and a lot of our Slack guys. Well, a blind squirrel finds a note every once in a while. <laughs> um, so last week's picks, um, we picked on Thursday night for the weekend. Um, it was all right. We did okay. I think I, I would suggest we were ahead. Um, we ended up for the second episode running with a double lock, something mm-hmm. that we both picked independently, yep. um, which was Jack Flaherty against the cards. And that one came home relatively bloodlessly, Muna. Yeah, uh, I think it was a twelve to five victory for for the Cardinals in that game. Um, 
it was a little interesting, you know, I think in the first couple and I think the Cardinals got out to, I think a three, nothing lead. And then, um, you know, the, the pirates try to come back a little bit, but then at the end, the Cardinals just kind of pulled away. And I think that was another easy victory for us there. Um, so, you know, glad we cashed, glad our listeners cashed and, uh, hopefully we can continue that, uh, today. And then, and, and for the rest of this week. Yeah. And then my, my individual look got turned over unfortunately the D it was Austin Gomber, mm-hmm. which I made a watertight case for. Unfortunately, he, he did give up some runs. The Diamondbacks scored six on him, which yeah. on another day might have been enough, but Zach Gallen didn't perform for the Diamondbacks, so they went down. Um, and then the, my dog was the Giants at the Padres last night. Mm-hmm. I, was a, I felt I was a little bit unlucky, to be honest. The, uh, the Padres got out 3-0 mm-hmm. in the first inning, yeah. uh, a three-run homer. Yeah, And then for the next two and a quarter hours, the Giants just clawed their way back into the game. They got back to 3-2. They mm-hmm. left the bases loaded twice, uh, which was frustrating. Yeah. Um, the And the Padres held on for a 3-2 win. And then I'm looking at the live scores now, um, mm-hmm. and the Giants are 4-1 up on Musgrove uh, in the bottom of yeah, the third. So I feel, like, I, f- I feel like the reason was sound, but it is what it is, and um, it got turned over. You, however, um, John Means on Friday night. Yeah, uh, we, I talked about Matt Harvey. We, we talked about it on the pod whether or we not did. the fade was the right decision. You mm-hmm. said not at the moment. Um, maintain a watching brief on yeah. Matt Harvey. Um, you and you took John Means on Friday, and you got the win, Moona. Yeah, that was a uh, that one was a little sweat there towards the uh, end of the game. I believe the. Orioles, I mean, sorry, the A's had, I think, either the bases loaded or runners on the corners. And I think there was a bottom of the eighth, I believe, or, or, or the ninth even got interesting for them. So, um, you know, Means pitch a, pitched a great game. I mean, that night, you know, that I think that was the main driving factor for picking that. I think he, I think I picked him up around, I think it was like a plus 115. You could have got it at plus 117. I saw it at some other books, but. Um, I know that was another another game that we the boys in the Slack channel were were talking about. So again, you know, happy to um, get that cash and and uh, cash for our listeners and the guys on the Slack channel. So you know, hopefully you and I can uh, keep that momentum going here into tonight's show and then and then again on Thursday. So um, let let's get into the show for today. What do you think? Yeah, we got some uh, we've got some picks and uh, a lock each and a dog that we'll give you. Yep. Um, at the end of the show. So uh, the tally site picks, if you if you go over to tallysite.com, have a look. Um, and the picks are embedded on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network as well, uh, mm-hmm. on the MLB button. I've done a little bit like I did last week. I'm sitting at 37 and 43, so I'm not too far behind. Last yep. night, the Sunday night dragged me out of it. My, I had my 11 and 4 Sunday, so I'm hoping tonight can get me out the woods. Um, you're a little bit more. Are you on? I think you're over. You had a good night last night, Moon. If you went 10, 10 and something. Yeah, I think it was like ten and four or ten and five. But I think you know when we recorded our podcast on the Thursday, I was like nineteen and twenty, and currently up to uh, thirty and fifteen since then. So oh, wow. you know, That's yeah, a, a good tech. bounce back here. So uh, hopefully everybody's following our picks there. I, I think everybody's relatively having a good week. Um, you know, Nick, Nick, Nick has been really, uh, he's been doing well for this season and, and, um, you know, Will, Will knows his baseball also. And, you know, um, 
you know, we've been doing okay. So hopefully we, we can again, continue that in here for the rest of the evening tonight and then uh, get a fresh start on Monday. And hopefully we all have a, a great week on tally side. So, but, but make sure, you know, to check out our picks on sports gambling podcast.com. Like uh, Malcolm just mentioned, just hit that MLB tab. You'll see MLB picks and, you know, picks from uh, the staff at sports gambling podcast network, picking every single game, every single night. <laughs> so, um, Exciting stuff. Absolutely. Um, there was stuff that's happened over the weekend. Um, we mentioned that there weren't any huge sort of standout series. We had a couple of fun um, bench clearances that we yeah. uh, I do enjoy. And the top one, I've, actually, I've just watched um, the gentleman that we're talking about. He's just pitched again tonight. Uh, Amir Garrett yeah. for the Reds against the Cubs. Um, I feel like if the sports gambling podcast or the MLB gambling podcast were to adopt a player who represents our core beliefs. I think Amir Garrett might be the man because <laughs> he's, um, he's crazy as a coconut, isn't he? In fact, on, yeah. the, on the broadcast I just watched tonight, they sort of ran down his top five crazy moments as well. Mm. He had the incident, was it with the Pirates last year? The I believe ended, so. It looked, looked like a, a civil war painting. Someone someone took some pictures and made it up into a civil war painting where he just tried <laughs> to fight them all by himself. Yeah, um, yeah and he's America. low. He's, he's local and he, he did the same last night. You screamed down Javi Baez um, yeah. last night. So, yeah, Amir Garrett was winning. And then the Mets and the Phillies um, jawed off at each other. Was it Alvarado? Yeah. The Phillies gave Dom Smith a little bit. Dom Smith had actually done nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, and had to be really encouraged into that argument. But, yeah, Amir, uh, Amir Garrett particularly uh, seems like a player I can get on board with, Munaf. Yeah, I mean... Hard, like you mentioned, if if we adopted a player for the uh, SGPN, it would it would be him. But um, <laughs> hard nosed guy, you know, you gotta love the passion for the game. And uh, I know on Thursday you had mentioned Javier Baez that just swings at everything or anything. I was watching the Cubs game earlier because I, I did take the over in that game. I think it was his first at bat or, or second at bat, and he was pitching at uh, or sorry, he was swinging at pitches that were like two or three feet out of the strike zone to, to, to the left of him. And he's just swinging like a wild, that wild guy. But I think the thing with Javi Baez is that if he gets that pitch, like like center cut right on the heart of that bat, it's going to go a mile. So that's the way he kind of swings the bat. But um, yeah, I think Alvarado, like you mentioned for the Phillies, I think he did get a two or three game suspension for, uh, for, for, for the uh, antics that they, they had that game against, uh, against the Mets. But yeah, um, you know, it's it's baseball. These things are going to happen. It's always like it's always like the fun of the game too. Like we last fans like seeing these benching clearing brawls and then you know this retaliation and and having these rivalries in baseball. It it makes it that more exciting. At least at least it does for me. No, you're right. It, it certainly livens things up a little bit. I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, uh, Max Scherzer um doesn't appear to be aging whatsoever yeah uh, complete game tonight versus the marlins they won 3-1 um i'm trying to th- he had a lot of k's um 11 or 12 k's maybe but um he's just he's not slowing down at nope. all max Scherzer, is he doesn't so any signs of stopping no he doesn't i mean you know this guy's been he's he has a world Ch- uh, sorry a world series champion ring um, you know, Cy Young Awards. Just trying to see how many strikeouts he had tonight. Uh, he had nine innings, five hits, one earned run, nine strikeouts, and 106 pitches. So, <laughs> knee already down to 2.54. So, you know, Max Scherzer doing Max Scherzer things like every single year. And uh, 
it's the pitchers like him are few and far between, especially in, 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 in baseball. So it's, uh, you know, for him to keep doing this year in and year out, it's it's simply remarkable remarkable to see every single year. So good for the Nationals, especially, you know, with, with the slow start that Patrick Corbin got out to, but he pitched a great game. I think it was yesterday. And then, you know, Steven Strasburg, I saw some – I was watching that Nationals game yesterday that they, they showed him throwing uh, – throwing in the bullpen there and hopefully they can get him back soon. But again, Max Scherzer carrying the way for the nationals right now. Yeah. The nationals have been better this weekend. Uh, I mentioned on Thursday, I thought the Marlins might be live dogs kind of every night. And it turns out they really weren't. They've, uh, they've done everything they can to to get the nationals back on track. That's been a fairly one-sided series. Um, A couple of injuries, Dustin May, um, who we talked about in relation to the Dodgers Padres series Mm -hmm. last weekend, he went down, um, on maybe Saturday night, Sunday night, yeah. uh, Sunday nights today. He went down anyway. Yesterday, uh, yeah. Justin, mate, yeah. And but the, the Dodgers should have enough. They don't, they tend to have three or four identity kid starters. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about the depth and this being the difference between the the Dodgers and the Padres. They'll have this depth to replace him should he miss um, uh, an extended period of time. Yeah, uh, it, it was tough to see it because I think he threw a fastball and like immediately like kind of like grabbed his arm or, you know, it, hopefully it's not a serious injury that requires some long-term injury for him. But, um, you know, it, like you just mentioned, we know that the Dodgers have the, the the pitching depth on this team. Hopefully they're able to get David Price back soon. I know he's still going to be out for a couple more weeks here with a hamstring issue. Um, so hopefully maybe by the end of the month, they're able to get um, David Price back for, for that rotation. But again, like you said, they still have enough on that pitching rotation with Bueller and Trevor Bauer and, and Clayton Kershaw and, and Julio Arenas. So um, more than enough for the, for, the, um, for the Dodgers pitching rotation, at least to you know, hold the ship steady until they get either David Price back or promote one of these guys from, from the bullpen as a fifth, fifth starter. So um you know, um, um, I know Dustin May's on my fantasy team, so hopefully it's something serious for him. But, uh, you know, hopefully wishing him a speedy recovery to get back out there soon. Yeah, and there's one tonight, actually, um, mm-hmm. in the the White Sox-Indians um, game that I watched. And it looked quite a bad one. And it, this could be a, a real nail in the coffin for the White Sox. They already lost Eloy for the season. Mm-hmm. And probably the next most dynamic player, uh, Luis Robert. Yeah. Um, we're just going down the first baseline tonight, then pulled up like he'd been shot. Um, and they had to help him off the game. He, he's had an x-ray, which has come back negative. But that, to me, looked like weeks, possibly months out. Yeah, yeah reading, looking at it right now, it says it was a strained right hip flexor. So anytime, especially in baseball, when you're dealing with a hip injury, you know, hopefully it's... it's, it's, it's um, it's not too serious for him. I mean, you know, you hate seeing a team get injury riddled, especially like the White Sox, a team that we were really high on. Um, you know, they lost Eloy Jimenez, you know, at the beginning of the year that we discussed with with the the peck injury, and then now they lose Lewis Roberts. So, you know, tough sledding right now for the Chicago White Sox. And, you know, anytime a player gets injured in any sport, you know, it's 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 hard to see, especially at fan as fans. So um, you know, again, it's just part of the game, but hopefully nothing too serious for, for these guys that are getting injured and hopefully they can come back here very, very, very soon for, um, for the respective teams. 
Yeah, and just in addition to that story, um, again, you mentioned for a, a fantasy point of view, if, if people had, do have deeper leagues, uh, then Adam Engel could be a name to watch. Yeah. Um, he will take, well, he's injured actually, um, but he's due back very soon. You should be able to pick him up uh, on the waiver wire and he'll play centre field and he might be able to do some good things. So there might be a, just a, a, a bit of a sleeper there for you to at least put in your put in your watch list. Now, moving off, I've got something to run by you here. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Anderson yeah. um, has said before that when he hits a home run, mm-hmm. his wife makes him spaghetti. Oh, yes. Seems reasonable. Well, he hit a grand slam on Saturday, uh-huh. um, so was asked what, uh, what happens there. And he said, that's Getty in the bank, meaning <laughs> spaghetti in the bank. <laughs> now, do you think that's something that we could possibly use? I mean, how are you feeling about Getty in the bank as a catchphrase? <laughs> that's, uh, I didn't catch that. I, I know that's another guy that I have on my fantasy team. I might have to change my team to get in the bank <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> instead of what I have right now. But, hey, that's something that we can probably use as a as a segment or or something as as a, maybe something a lock sure a lock a lock pick that we have a good feeling about we call it uh, getting in the uh, bank <laughs> yeah i did yeah i'm gonna squeeze that in later on that's coming back that we have not heard the last this episode i know where that's going <laughs> <laughs> so um we normally at this point we have a little a little discussion point and i messaged you earlier on and we'll say what do you think if you suggested the al west yeah and i looked at it and you're absolutely right it's fascinating it's a really fascinating market yes. um the there's not been an awful lot of change. It, the, the the five teams don't have bad records. Um, yeah. Four of the teams have winning records. Texas isn't too bad, although I think it will get worse. Um, but the odds haven't changed an awful lot from the preseason market. So mm-hmm. um, Oakland and Houston were both plus one thirty eight. Um, they are both now plus one thirty five. So negligible changes really. Uh, Oakland have a one a sixteen and twelve to Houston's fifteen and twelve. The Angels have drifted a tiny amount, plus three fifty to plus three seventy. Um, and Seattle have actually come in from twenty eight to one into sixteen to one. But so as it stands, you're getting the same bets available that you were getting at the start of the season on Oakland or Houston or even the Angels if you fancy them. So. You can now make your decision one month into the season, Munaf. Um, what decision you be making and why? I, I'm quickly looking over here um, on the on the stats so far for for these AOS teams, and I mean, I don't want to sound like a homer because I am in Houston, but even though I am a Sox fan, I, I think Houston is is the way to go here. I mean, and I know we can get to each team here, you know, just breaking down this AOS, but Right now, Houston is a number 10 in team ERA in the entire league. And then you kind of take a look at their hitting stats. Um, they are currently number four in the entire league at a 253 team average. And I know you put some notes on, on our on our little show doc there that there's, what, four guys that are batting above 275 for this team? For Houston? Yeah. Yeah. The... the, the there was a stark difference between the the two lineups, the Oakland lineup. Um, they've got. Let me have a look. 
they've got Chad Pinder and Matt Olson batting 302 mm-hmm. and it, then it absolutely falls off a cliff uh, yeah. Mark Canner 253 and then all the rest 242 so the 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 fifth most prolific um, bat is hitting 234. Uh, Auckland really have been, it's been a tale of two streaks yeah. and that they started zero and six or one mm. and six and then went one, did they win 12 or 11 or? I think it was 12 in it was a row. 12, yeah, they won a lot of games, but um, the underlying peripherals don't really back that up. And it's the same with the pitching. Um, mm. The bullpen actually looks all right. I've got no problem with the bullpen at all. Um, but the, the starters, so Sean Manaya is good. He will continue to be good. Um, ERA of 2.8. Beyond that, um, Cole Irvin has done okay. We, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago in relation to a, a DFS play, uh, but an ERA of 3.67. That'll go up. Chris Bassett, nah. Jesus Lazardo can't put together back-to-back starts, good quality starts. Um, he was all over the place last night. Um, I put him up. Um, I played him in DFS and instantly regretted that. Um, so I'm just really not buying into it. And the, the difference with Houston was really stark. You just mentioned um, they've got a lot of those bats who were, where did you say they were, sort of 10th in average? or? Uh, so, yeah, no, in the entire league, they're number four in average. Let me just double check that real quick. But, I mean, yeah. you know, we know what this uh, Astros lineup is capable of. Yeah, they're number four, 253 in the entire league. Uh, we'll get to the Angels here in a little, in a, in a, in a second here. But kind of going back to the Astros team, you take a look at their best, their, their, their very best guys in their lineup. You know, we'll start there with Michael Brantley. Um, 24 games, 94 at-bats, he's batting 330. Yuli Gurriel, 27 games played, 98 at-bats, he's batting 327. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, I think this is a bit of a surprise for me, the, at least his batting average. I know what he's capable of yeah. with his power. He's batting 313. Alex Bregman, 286. Carlos Correa, 283. Jose Altuve, who can be one of the best players or hitters in the league at 260. So, they're 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 core guys, their main everyday guys. When when you have guys that are batting and have a batting average like that and getting on base and hitting for power, you know, this is gonna be a team to reckon with. And kind of looking at their pitching also, a number 10 in the entire league. Um as far as team ERA, um obviously they're missing Justin Verlander, but you take a look at some of the other guys, um with you know, starting with Zant Grinky and Jose Arcady and uh, you know, Christian Javier. They're, they're big bright spot this league. Lance McCullers, who had a great outing against against his raises this past weekend. So, you know, um, they they also were they got off to a hot start, but they kind of fell off because they were dealing with some COVID issues and some injury bugs and things like that. But now they have all their guys back. So this might be a team that you kind of want to play on, you know, going forward into this month when everybody's healthy. They play the Yankees um, this coming week, Monday, I think Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So that's going to be an exciting series here to start the week between these three uh two teams uh, and Garrett Cole I believe takes on the Astros on Thursday so that's going to be my eyes will be glued to that game for sure you know Garrett Cole going up against his former team but you know like I said you know this Astros team I think right now is probably the class of the AL West just because they have both balance on pitching and offense um you know, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on the Astros. I didn't want to sound like a homer here because, hmm. you know, I am in Houston, but I kind of want to get your thoughts on the Astros. No, I absolutely agree with you. I think there's a direct comparison between the two teams who are evenly priced to win this division. I think Houston 
jump off the page an absolute mile. Uh, six hitters um, batting over 275 compared to that Oakland lineup that we just said. You get past the top three and, and they're all 230, 240. Yeah, and the pitching and, that you just mentioned as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I kind of look at their bullpen that it was a little problem for them last year, you know. It's it's been better obviously than last season, but you know they're still kind of middle of the pack with a team or bullpen ERA of a, around four. So hopefully that continues to get better for them. I think the one team that I am concerned about pitching all around it is the Los Angeles Angels, and we take we take a look at their you know stats. They're dead last in team ERA at five point zero six. We know what their offense is capable of, led by Mike Trout and Otani and, and Pujols and Upton and Rendon. Um, right now, they're the best hitting team in the entire league, um, right up there with the Red Sox across, you know, pretty much all of the statistical categories. So I'm not sure. Again, we, we had talked about this in the the, the the season preview show is that they did nothing, absolutely nothing to address their, their pitching this season. I mean, outside of Otani, who do they really have in this rotation that's going to kind of be that ace or the second or third guy for this for this rotation? Yeah, it must be so frustrating because they're not far away. Like you say, the the they were five to two mm-hmm. shots to take the division. Um, really, it's there for the taking because the they don't need to be a hundred win team. I don't think they take this division. Um, Oakland and Houston are mm-hmm. beatable, and yeah. and yeah, they've done nothing. Shohei Otani is elite does mm-hmm. run that injury risk, but he does go down. We, you you faded uh, Griffin Cannon last week, yeah. and rightly so. Um, ERA is 6.2. Yeah. Um, Andrew Heaney's 5.25. Dylan Bundy's 5.2. Um, and then you're looking at Jose Quintana, probably the most boring pitcher in baseball. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just... It's nothing. And even the bullpen's just... It's so average and so middle of the road. And this was so avoidable. I mean, yeah. we're talking about it from from the from the season finishing last year. They're like, yeah. okay, and there was pitches. There was a load of pitches. They all went to San Diego, and Angels just go and fetch one of them or two of them. Um, and this just seems this seems very very predictable. Um, we probably, if you listen back, we probably said all of these things on the preseason podcast. Um, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, just going back to the uh, the. Astros and the Athletics is a match. Um, Fangraphs um, playoff predictor, which uh, is normally a very accurate indication. Um, mm. They have Houston as sixty-six percent likely to make the playoffs, and Oakland at thirty-seven percent. Mm. Um, and this is two sides that you get at the same price. I mean, I don't think this is a complicated play. If you've got a if you've got a few quid lying about, uh, I'd be investing on the Astros because that's a big price, and I can see even in a month's time they'll be they'll be odds on, and they'll be minus odds. They won't be plus odds for long. Yeah, I think this might be right now probably one of the last last times maybe this season where you see the Astros this big of a dog for the division at plus one thirty five. I think like you mentioned that they may be you know, getting to that range of being even money to win the division or maybe even getting to the minus territory. I know they had a big series this weekend against the Rays. I know they lost today, but, um, you know, like I can, I can, going back to this Angels pitching rotation, Griffin Canning is their leading pitcher with the most wins on this rotation with two wins as a starting pitcher. So if that's not an indication for this front office or in this general manager to get 
a quality ace pitching on this rotation when you have a, an elite offense like the Angels do, led by like the names that we said with Mike Trout, Rendon, Otani, uh, Upton, Pujols, David Fletcher. Do you need to address that ASAP? And and you know if you're going to be a contender in this league and compete for a championship, you need to go out and get pitching for this for the for this team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we can touch on Seattle because I quite like. But whenever I seem to, uh, because I'm normally in bed when the games are going on, especially yeah. the West Coast games, I'll catch up with everything in the morning. And mm. the, yes, the Seattle games always seem to be a lot of fun. They always seem to be, there's rallies, there's comebacks. Um, they play a kind of small ball. They have a lot of players, the steel bases. Um, Sam Haggerty's just made his way to the top of the order. Uh, Dylan Moore who's been struggling a little bit for playing time. Uh, he steals bases, J.P. Crawford. Mm -hmm. And then Kai Lewis, who came back recently off the aisle, went straight into the cleanup spot and started hitting. Taylor Trammell, uh, rookie. Um, they're a really fun team to watch. They haven't got an awful lot of pitching. Yeah. Um, we talked about Chris Flexen last week. Mm -hmm. uh, Justice Sheffield is going tonight against the Angels. Um actually going all right, top, uh, top of the fifth and uh, the Mariners lead the Angels one to nothing. So Sheffield's doing all right tonight. Yeah. I just, so I like the Mariners. They're a fun team to watch. I do get the feeling mm -hmm. um, there's, they've got a massive skid at some point. Um, they could easily go on a 10, 15 game skid just because of the, the amount of young players. And I, I'm not sure it's, they were, they were fun last year as well, short mm -hmm. season, obviously, and, and how sustainable it is without the, the amount of senior players they don't have much in the way of senior players beyond um, Kyle Seeger um, mm. Mitch Hanegek can stand there and smash it every now and again yeah. but beyond that it's all a little bit uh, it's, it's, it's cobbled together it looks to me yeah you take a look at their kind of the elder men on, the, on, this, on this team and um, the oldest guys, at least on the um, offensive side for this team, like you said, Kyle Seager at 33. Tom Murphy, their catcher, is at 30 years old. Um, and then Mitch Hanniger in right field. But other than that, Kyle Lewis, 25 years old. Uh, J.P. Crawford, 26 years old. And most of their elders men are on that pitching rotation. So I think the theme for this AL West division is really pitching, right? Especially... It, uh, exception of the Astros, the the Rangers, the A's, the Mariners, uh, the Angels, primarily again pitching issues. Um, this this division, I think, because of the lack of pitching, actually, at least from a betting standpoint, you kind of might want to take a look at you know maybe playing overs on this division because of again, like I said, the lack of pitching and uh, and the good batting power that these these you know, lineups have. So, um, you know, maybe a betting point for there. That's, that's something to keep an eye on for, for this AL West division. Yeah, even the names that aren't really up yet. Obviously, they've got um, Jared Kalanick to come. Uh, Jake Freely hasn't played that much. Yeah. Um, Ty France is doing really well. Mm -hmm. the, I do like Justin Dunn. Um, I end up I end up watching a lot of people who went who were sort of at the, at the arse end of my fantasy team. Mm -hmm. um, but... Doing that, you you will end up with someone on your radar that you don't 
that wouldn't normally wouldn't necessarily be on your reader like Justin Dunn might not no. be someone that you instantly think oh yeah uh, and Justin Dunn's never far away and, and I think he's capable of a breakout he's another he's 25 years old uh, he's another youngster so we could be having this conversation with about this lineup. They, they, it could be the same lineup in 2024 um, yeah. and then we'll be taking them seriously so yeah Seattle a fun team to watch um the 16s from 28s does nothing for me. It's an indication. It's a little nod towards the fact that they've done okay. But, um, yeah. And then finally, if you want to touch on Texas, I've got one thing to say about Texas, but um, they were 40s and now 200s. They've actually won 12 games, the 12 and 16, but um, you, the 200 to one on Texas Moon off, are you emptying your wallet on that? Not at all. I'm not, no, no, we hate... We hate the Rangers down here. It's it's a rivalry. <laughs> it's a rivalry with those guys up there in Dallas in the Arlington Fourth Ward area. But um, no, definitely not. The funny part is is that you know that the Rangers are in a new stadium, and uh, everybody down here was saying that they pretty much copied Minute Maid Park, at least from the design standpoint. And, and I and I kind of looked when they designed it. I went back and looked at it, and it looks pretty similar to what to what Minute Maid Park is where the Astros play, but I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, nowhere am I going to touch this uh, uh, Rangers team. No way. But at least the, 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 I think the two bright spots for um, – at least just the one bright spot is on their pitching rotation has been Kyle Gibson for this team. You know, uh, 2.16 ERA. He is 3-0, 33 innings pitch, only giving up eight earned runs in that time. Um, so, you know, a 1.5 win, wins above replacement. So – uh, I think that's been the one bright spot, at least for this, um, for the pitching rotation for the Texas Rangers. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. If Kyle Gibson is your pitching bright spot, um, then you're in a spot of trouble. A lot um, of trouble, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, to, I think what I have mentioned about the Rangers are they, they can occasionally be a fun DFS lineup in the, um, the batting order from sort of two through to six, um, mm-hmm. low. Joey Gallo, Nick Solak, um, the Garcia as well, and then the yep. catcher Trevino have all done bits and bobs. So um, if it's a night where you're spending up on your pitches, if you take a couple of stud pitches, uh, then the middle of that Texas lineup uh, will score you some runs. As yep. it happens, Moon off. Um, big Red Sox fan, aren't you? Uh, just gone final Red Sox three, Texas Rangers five. Anything you want to add to that? No, I mean, I think, you know, this was. Um... I want to see who was who's pitching tonight for the Red Sox. I didn't get a chance to see who was pitching tonight. Garrett Richards got the start. He had a pretty good outing. You know, he went five innings, four hits, only given up one earned run, seven strikeouts. So he kept the, this team in the game. It was kind of the bullpen that, you know, kind of yeah. kind of gave this game up. And, you know, the Rangers scored three in the bottom of the eighth there. I actually did have – I think I did pick the Rangers today um, on tally site there. So, um, you know – uh, it's okay for the Red Sox. I mean, they're still 17 and 12, nine and four away. It, you know, they lost three out of four to the Rangers. I mean, I'm not too concerned about that, but now they get to their schedule kind of eases up here for the Red Sox. Um, you know, they, they have three against the Detroit Tigers where they should kind of take care of business and be able to score runs uh, in their series. Uh, but, you know, um, good effort by the, the Rangers this weekend to you know be one of the better teams in the American League so far this season. So as far as uh, wrapping that up then, I've, I mean, personally speaking, I think Houston are an absolute steal. That plus 135 is a very, very appealing price to me. Um, that I would 
I would advise anyone uh, with a couple of spare dollars um, to invest that the, the 135 you you agree Munaf? yeah and then also yeah I 100% agree but also keep in mind for this Astros team is that they're probably going to get Framer Valdez back here very soon to that pitching rotation that that's only going to make them that rotation even better and probably bump one of these guys in that starting rotation down to the bullpen which adds an extra arm or I don't know what the case might be whether they start with Framer Valdez, a pitch, you know, out of the bullpen and then bring them back up to the uh, into the starting rotation. But, um, you know, that's another key, key guy in this uh, for the uh, Astros. Uh, getting a guy like that back into their rotation is going to be absolutely huge for them. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in and all your favorite teams, players and sports games. Generous promos, odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 risk-free sports bet. T's and C's apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. If you want some of that plus 135 then on the Houston Astros, get yourself across to WinBet, use your match bonus, get involved. Roman.com. If you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. If it's bothering you, there are options. Get to roman.com slash SGP now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The US licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just get to roman.com slash SGP and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash SGP now to get $15 off your first month. There's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com slash SGP. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment, it's getting in the bank. If you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, you have to check it out. Their fantasy best ball tournaments are some of the best around. Even better is their NFL Draft Weekend Special. Sign up between April the 29th and May the 4th. You'll have a chance to win $1 million. That's right, $1 million. When you go to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN, you'll get $25 free which you can use to enter their Best Ball Mania tournament. SGP will be running private Best Ball drafts for the listeners as well. This is a limited time offer that ends May the 4th, so go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for your chance to win $1 million. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGENs only care about, sports betting. We're giving out free daily video picks over our Better Than Vegas profile page. Better Than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They've got a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. Make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. So, enough, we move on and it's picks time. So, early state of the week, uh, Monday up to Thursday, um, a lot of probable pitchers not yet declared. 
uh, by the teams. We'll be looking to get out of these Sunday day games and get where they're going. Um, Locks, dogs, moon off. We'll let you go first today. Um, where are you taking us? Yeah, I think uh, there's some intriguing matchups, or at least here for the early part of the week. I know Thursday we'll get into the weekend ones, but I think I quickly want to highlight there's a couple ones that I'm going to keep an eye on. Obviously, I mentioned the Astros and the Yankees, um, and then the uh, Dodgers and Cubs should be exciting. And then I think the other one was the, uh, I think the Mets and Cardinals is going to be intriguing a little bit. So, you know, those are the kind of three series I'll be watching uh, this coming, you know, week to start start the baseball for this first month, or sorry, the first week of May. But going back to my lock here, I, I think I'm going to go tomorrow uh, night uh, going to the Los Angeles Dodgers visiting the Chicago Cubs. And I'm going to take Walker Bueller taking on the Chicago Cubs tomorrow night. Pretty sure that he should be favored here, especially with the Dodgers offense. Um, going back to Walker Bueller this season, I mean, he, he he's off to a good start, but I'm kind of looking at uh, his, his, his historical numbers against the Cubs. Um, I think that this Cubs lineup has pretty much, you know, stayed the same since that 2019 season. Obviously, there's lost uh, some pieces, but we take a look at um, Kyle Hendricks's one start. I think he was going to be the opposing pitcher for the Dodgers. And one start against the Dodgers in 2019, one start, four and, four and a third inning. He gave up six hits, five earned runs, two home runs in that in that uh, 2019 start. But more focus on Walker Buehler in 2019 and two starts against the Cubs. Uh, 12 and two-thirds inning pitch, seven hits allowed over those 12 innings. They only gave up three runs in that time. And then, you know, Walker Buehler, he's gotten off to a decent start here for, for the Dodgers. I'm trying to quickly pull up his uh, stats for this season. Um, give me just a quick second here. Here we go. So he started four in, um, I believe he's four and one on the season. He started five games. You know, he had a rough outing Tuesday against the Reds. He went six and a third, gave up five earned runs. But, you know, the Reds' offense is is one of the better ones in the league so far. But I'm taking Walker Buehler against the Cubs here tomorrow night as my as my lock. Yeah, that was the game I looked at as well. Um, I wasn't sure how short Buehler would be just because the Cubs have been so bad. But yep. maybe the fact that Hendricks is on the hill uh, might just make the price value enough. Of a strange relationship with Kyle Hendricks because someone not with a lifetime grounding in baseball and you watch a game now and 99 times out of 100 it's a couple of flamethrowers everyone's reaching back and trying to throw 100 miles an hour um, and Kyle Hendricks doesn't do that Kyle Hendricks I believe is a bit of a throwback um, to when pitch, uh, pitchers would sort of paint the corners uh, with a plethora of curveballs and sliders and uh, circle changes and all sorts of things Um and I had Hendricks on a fantasy team last year. He's another one that you get to know these players more. And you couldn't relax. You couldn't sit and watch him because yeah. every pitch looks like it's about to leave the stadium because um, yeah. he's throwing these things at 78 mile an hour, 81 mile an hour. And absolutely beautifully. And now this season, because I'm not, I don't, I didn't draft him anywhere. I could really enjoy watching him. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more relaxing experience. Just thinking, oh mate, you've got to, you're gonna to have to throw it a bit faster because someone's gonna smash you out the ground in a minute. Yeah. Um, but he's a, he's a, he's an artist. He's really good. Um, he's been a little bit ropey this season. A couple of teams have got to him, mm-hmm. um, and again, the Dodgers have just seem to be running into a little bit of form. Um, loads and loads of runs tonight. What was the? 
16 they stopped at. They won 16-4 yeah. tonight. Um, but I think they can get to um, him. And to add to that, the, the fact that the Cubs are poor. But yeah, um, so, but I didn't go with that. Um, I've got the, the now this... I'm going to give you my lock and my dog, and they might seem counterintuitive. Okay. On the on the Tuesday, I took the Twins against the Rangers, which is Jay Happ against Gibson, who you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a 1.96 ERA, taking on a 2.16 ERA. Both are unbeaten. I think the three, you know, um, which I think will make it a viable price. Um, but again, the, the Twins, it's a risk taking the Twins because I keep getting them wrong. They're one of the teams on tally side I keep getting wrong. Yeah. Uh, they've won 13-4 tonight. But on all known form, they should have too much. I can't I, I can't see Gibson keeping this up. I think at some point, it's going to unravel. Uh, and the Twins are the kind of team who will just unload on someone like they have done tonight. I hope I haven't caught them two days out. Um, so I'm going to be locking up uh, the Twins against the Rangers. And then that'll take me straight onto my dog, which is on the night before the Monday night, I'm going to take the Rangers against the Twins. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, we got this right last week. We did we did Dodgers, uh, we did Padres, Dodgers, Padres over the weekend. So this time I'm taking Rangers Monday, Twins Tuesday. Um, and it's Dane Dunning, uh, mm. rookie. I think he's still a rookie versus uh, Kenta Maeda. Maeda's yeah. given up three home runs. Mm. in consecutive starts, which is the first time he's ever done that. Now, Dane Dunning started really well, started the season well, gave up one run over his first 15 innings, um, has had a couple of rough outings, which is fair enough, he's just a young guy. But I'm going to back the bounce back. And like I've just said, the Twins are hard to predict. I'm, I mean, how stupid is that? I'm sitting here telling you the Twins are hard to predict while simultaneously predicting two of their games <laughs> on consecutive nights. I mean, how are uh, So, yeah, that's where I'm going. But listen, on Wednesday or Thursday when we talk about it, you say, mind you, got those two, right? Rangers on Monday, Dane Dunning is the dog. Twins on Tuesday, um, J-Hap is the luck. Uh, you got us a dog, Muna. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to go back to the same dog I had last week. I, 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 I'm I, not sure if he will be a dog. It might be close to even money or maybe, you know, you'll be able to get some plus money. But I'm going to go back to John Means on, uh, I believe he's taking the mound on Tuesday against the Mariners. He may be, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm hoping he's a dog. Maybe the market hasn't caught up to that, but I think he is going. Let me double check. John Means against the Wednesday I think maybe uh, I think it's Thursday let me check give me one second Thursday I think it's Wednesday I'm not I don't know why I'm not seeing it but uh I'll get that posted on my yeah Twitter it is Wednesday or... I've, yeah I've got John Means Wednesday okay but... there we go so um yeah I don't know why I didn't see that but um you know, going back to like his last start, I think he's 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 the ace for this uh, Orioles team. You know, Orioles. I, I think the reason why I am back and they are taking on Kikuchi, but who he's off to a decent start. He had a great outing against the Astros, but the Orioles are number four in batting average versus lefties so far this season. And um, you know, with with John Means on the mound, I think that's primarily the reason I am backing the Orioles because this guy has been pitching well so far this season. I'm just going to continue to ride that hot hand. So um, give me the Orioles uh, against the Mariners on Wednesday. John Means on the mound against Kikuchi. 
Uh, that game is going to be a 340 Eastern start. So it'll be Wednesday afternoon. So when we record on Thursday, hopefully we have some uh, good results, um, you know, for, for our picks. Yeah. You um, in the show notes here, you, you put something else up as well. You, you liked it over on Monday, Munaf. Yeah. Uh, this is another game that I had kind of circled, um, you know, Matt Moore and the Phillies are taking on Adrian Hauser and the Brewers on Monday, tomorrow night. Um, I mean, Matt Moore, you kind of take a look at his numbers and what he's done to start the season. I, I, it's, it's, it's really bad against the Cardinals this past or on the 17th, two and two thirds of an inning, six earned six, six, sorry, five earned runs, six, six runs, four hits. He gave up five walks. Uh, two home runs. A star before that against the Atlanta Braves. He went five innings, nine hits, five earned runs, another two home runs. Um, and then against the his first start of the season against the Mets, three and a third innings, gave up two earned runs, four hits, four walks. So, um, you know, the Brewers have guys on offense who can hit. Phillies also have guys that can hit. Um, you know, Hauser's been pretty decent for this Brewers team. Uh, I do like that. Uh, hopefully it comes in at eight and a half. So I do like that over possibly also take a look at the Brewers team total for that game here tomorrow night against the Phillies. So um, that's one that I did have circled now quickly trying to pull up Adrian Hauser's numbers here, um, you know, against He's... the Orioles, sorry, the Marlins on Tuesday, five and two thirds gave up five uh, hits on two, sorry, three earned runs, seven strikeouts, um, he's been okay, but I, I think I'm really fading Matt Moore here against um, against the Brewers. So I think if you find a four and a half team total for the Brewers, I certainly would take that against Matt Moore. Yeah, Matt Moore has been in the COVID protocol, so I'm not sure if that means he's had it or he, he was just kind of a contact something. So um, unsure if they'll activate him. So keep an eye on that. He might. Um, yeah, I don't know if he'll be activated from the, the COVID protocol, um, but yeah, that might even he wouldn't have he wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't have been able to do an awful lot of work. He might be doing some work at the uh, the alternate site or mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, so that's a good steer, Munaf. Um, and I believe that has brought us to the end of the show. Yeah. Um, it's been fun. We need uh, so yeah. I think we we hit a home run in week one. Yeah. Um, we've we've done all right um, last week. You picked up your luck and your dog. I picked up my luck. My dog went. Uh, went down the pan. But yeah, the tally site picks will all be up there on tallysite.com or via the um, Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. So have a look on there. The DraftKings game is still going every night. Uh, my mate from Newcastle up here, uh, he's won three times this week. He's three for seven. And he knows he knows less than me about baseball. Uh, so he keeps messaging me. keeps telling me he's do- <laughs> dominating is the word he used tonight. Yeah. Uh, I know, yeah. So we need uh, we need a few more competitors uh, to take him down a peg or two. Uh, so if you get yourself in the Slack channel um, or have a look on Twitter, we'll often post links on there to the games. Get yourself at uh, $2 and it's good fun and we can trash talk each other in the Slack channel too. Yep. Um, hopefully we'll be back on Thursday night to record. Uh, so we'll have some, we'll try and get that out overnight on Thursday, ready for the weekend slate of games on Friday. Um, Moonaf, it's been a pleasure. Our yes, Sunday, Sunday, so far relaxed, Joe. Yep. 
Uh, quickly for Thursday show, I did speak to Will earlier. Uh, he will be on the show with us on on Thursday to you know go over uh, his MLB takes for the season, and I hopefully he has some uh, DFS stuff. But uh, we will have him on on the Thursday show. So a three man show on Thursday that'll be exciting to have Will on, and and uh, hopefully we can catch some bets here to start the week. And um, you know, looking forward to the Thursday show. Yep, uh, look forward to speaking to you, Munaf. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Have a good week. We'll catch you on Friday. We'll see you down the road. Cheers.